0: Follow me here. Asian Robert Patrick, huh? What do you think? Gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, we're a little bit late, but we are back. And I'm joined, as always, by Matt Smith.
1: We're technically going to be on time, just right down to the wire.
0: Right down to the wire. So it will be out on a Tuesday, but maybe just shy of where we normally would be. Mm -hmm. Um, And And, and this
1: week, not my fault.
0: And this week, it's not Matt's fault, it's my (laughs) fault. And that's why I chose this song. Because... um, So we had all intentions of recording last night because we normally sat
1: here for an hour and recorded myself.
0: And you don't want to know what that means. Um, (laughs) You seen eight millimeter?
1: If you do, send me a tweet. (laughs) Send some invites.
0: So I, I was I had all intentions of doing a show and Matt was just like, hey, uh, we're going to go out and we're going to see the overnight and everything. So we talk about in the show and everything shows going to start at like seven or something. And so I, I you know, I was hanging out at the house and everything. And I was like, OK, well, that's that's, that's cool with me. And um, let me see this. I want to make sure that this thing he got up.
1: he got abducted by uh, by gay aliens. And, all uh, the gay aliens they are now. Barking in the background.
0: <laughs> there they are. Uh, so and
1: made to drink mimosas all
0: night. These things happen. Uh, <laughs> why is there, of all the stupid stories that are out there, why are why isn't there like a gay alien mafia or something that like you know those crazy idiots have come up with to just be like you've heard about the gay aliens <laughs> that crap you up. <laughs>
1: I'm. I'm not sure that there's not a story
0: there might i don't know but i want to read that certain
1: that somebody believes that
0: i want to read that story for the entertainment value alone all i'm
1: saying is that if i came up with it just here thinking it out loud someone has actually thought
0: somebody it. just goes that's a good idea uh-huh. <laughs> if i haven't thought of it i've thought of it now
1: <laughs> yeah maybe i just implanted the idea Ooh, in
0: some inception shit
1: <laughs> fevered mind
0: so uh so matt was doing that and i decided to take a nap and then that nap turned into 11 hours uh so i'm plenty well rested uh so we we're, we decided hey let's do the show for reals let's make it for real son uh, yeah. So that's what we're going to do. And not only do okay, we have a regular real. show for you, we got a big ass fucking show for you kids. Uh, so we got not one, not two, but three new release films for you. Never say we didn't give you nothing. Uh no.
1: Throw in my What You've Been Watching, one of them, and you've got four.
0: Boom. Games. Boom goes the dynamite, kids. Uh, so first, uh, so today we're going to be talking about Magic Mike XXL, the only two straight guys doing a podcast on that, I'm fairly certain. Uh, well, maybe. 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 There might be some others. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah,
1: w- probably not on this one. The Soderbergh one, probably. Maybe.
0: This one, maybe. Maybe not. This anyway. Is, anywho, uh, so we're going to be doing I'm that.
1: definitely the only straight guy in the theater. Um... I may, I, I may have, have been. actually even, no, I was not the only guy. There was a guy who was there with his wife.
0: I saw a couple guys. Don't know if I was the only straight one, but, you know, either way. Um. But so there were several guys in there. So I was just like, well, at least I'm not the only dude. I'll take that for Well, you here's know, something amazing.
1: Uh, the Variety and Hollywood Reporter, uh, their analysis of the box office results this weekend.
0: Oh, yeah, all saw this.
1: Ma- Magic Mike XXL, 96% female audience. That has to be a record. Uh, probably, it has to be,
0: and and here's the thing, there's it's a problem that it was, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that, um, but uh, yeah, so we'll be doing that, and it was hilarious when I walked up to the ticket counter, I just go, uh, well, I'm gonna be one of the only straight guys asking to see this today, and she goes, Magic Mike, go, yes, ma'am.
1: <laughs> see, you weren't. Somebody else already used your joke. It was one of the other two dudes in there.
0: No, well, they see me all the time there. <laughs> No, and trust me, I was there before everybody else. I don't, I yeah, don't linger. Enough, enough. Anyway, um, but so yeah, those, so yeah. we'll be talking about that, and then we're gonna be talking about the other little uh, indie flick that's kind of opened up uh, just a little bit wider as of recent, called The Overnight, starring Adam which Scott. Is a great innuendo for this movie. <laughs> it is. Uh, so we'll be talking about that, and uh, we're also gonna be talking about a little film that uh, kind of
1: underperformed at the box office:
0: Terminator Genesis. Genusis. Genosha.
1: You can tell by our Facebook uh, photo.
0: That is, by the way, <laughs> motherfucking bravo to you, sir.
1: <laughs> I uh, saw it and I was like, this has to be the photo. I was
0: just like, well, that's just that's just not going to go anywhere. <laughs> that is going to stay there and I'm, because normally I'll like, oh, I'll take a little something from the thing. And I'm like, nope, that's it. He's done, done it for me. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: no usually need. Usually it's like a straight image, but this one's just uh, it's uh, Phil Collins' Genesis era. It and, tells uh, you what you need
0: to know. Perfect. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so those are the three films we're going to be covering today, and of course we have your uh, standard uh, ballyhoo of that's. Not, I don't even know if that's the right usage. Ballyhoo is that right?
1: I uh, depending on what you're going to say. Sure,
0: sure. I'll take that. I don't um, know what, what what's what are we Ballyhoo? of? I, I don't know of what you of like of with with our giant what we'll you've been watching all that we'll shit. Get
1: through those. You wanted to talk about something that started today.
0: Ah, yes, uh, indeed. So, what uh, what started today, kids? I don't know if you've seen the internet. It's all a Twitter. Well, maybe for a Twitter for some <laughs> of us film nerds. Uh, but uh, Barnes and Noble, nah. Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Norbit,
1: uh, <laughs>
0: Barnes and Eddie Murphy. Barnes and Eddie Murphy. Uh, they've gotten together. Uh, I think it's twice yearly now, right?
1: It's uh, July and November.
0: July and November, uh, where they bring out uh, the the big guns and say, "Hey, all of our Criterion collection DVDs and Blu-rays are on fifty percent off." Uh, so, it, what you know, normally would cost you forty bucks, which is about on average for what they cost, will now cost you twenty or, or less if you-, you get you know the big sets.
1: Yeah, if you want to go for like the crazy Zatoichi set with all uh, twenty some I, of the movies. I almost
0: went for that last time. I think
1: I think it's right at hundred and fifteen bucks or something like for that. For
0: what you get with that, that it, it is a good deal. I mean if you could, mm-hmm. if you got the bones to spring for that, do yourself a favor. Um I've come so close to it, I'm just like it's
1: gotta, oh my goodness. Yep. Me too.
0: So uh but uh, so today and this is my first round, I'll probably pick up a couple more before it ends. Do you know when it ends?
1: Uh, it usually runs for 3 weeks so i think it ends uh right right around my birthday which is the 31st so
0: enough time to get a couple of paychecks in and blow them yeah. um <laughs> so uh th- this go round uh, i have picked up uh, badlands mm-hmm. uh terrence malick here uh, now terrence malick is not uh, is not a for everybody kind of director uh, but this is his most for everybody movie i think
1: yeah it is uh, it, it is my favorite of his um because there's uh like a semblance of a plot, like a like mm. at least a Scorsese amount of plot in right. Uh It's very good,
0: but it's it's fairly accessible. It's not a Tree of Life kind of deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tree of Life's accessible, but it's you know, like
0: people don't like it.
1: <laughs> well, because it's not good. I, I mean, that's, I, I like it. That's the problem. I don't like
0: Tree of well. Life. I I I get that, and of course but, I picked up uh, also. Uh, Robert Aldridge's uh, Kiss Me Deadly.
1: Oh, my God. That one's so good. Pick that up as well. I've almost upgraded to the Blu-ray, but I I already have the DVD, so probably won't.
0: Yeah, I see a couple there because it's like I have like – I'm like – I saw Traffic is there, and I'm like, I have had Traffic on on DVD forever uh, in the Criterion. I'm like, "Eh, I just – I want to, but it's another thing. I got Fantastic Fox on Blu-ray, but I want to get the Criterion – yeah, and I'll probably do that one eventually. I almost picked up Rushmore, but it had like a little dent in the in the case, mm-hmm. and I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna pay for that.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna make a recommendation, please. Uh, this is this is one that I'll be picking up because the the film is fantastic and uh, the new transfer looks great. Uh, it's Carol Reed's Odd Man Out mm. from 1947. Um, uh, Carol Reed, uh, probably most well known for directing The Third Man. Uh, which, which is amazing. He, which, yeah, which by the
0: way, kids, if you have that on Blu ray, just send that to me, please, because you can't <laughs> find it in print anymore. And I, I still, to this day, I've mentioned it you every time we this, talk about this.
1: I think you can get the Studio Canal version. I don't want is, that. Which is okay. It's an okay transfer of the film. It doesn't have the same stuff. I don't, that's, uh, that's
0: it. I don't, that's that's the reason why I don't want that.
1: But, uh, <laughs> but Odd Man Out by Carol Reed is uh, probably a must buy for 20 bucks on Blu ray. A must buy. Hmm. Um, it's pretty fantastic uh it's it stars James uh Mason it's about uh you have to say it like this you have to say
0: it like this James Mason
1: yes uh, like he just said it uh <laughs> but it, he's he's an ex-con that uh is in charge of a robbery that goes wrong that's pretty much all you really need to know um he he goes on the run right so it's a very familiar plot that Carol Reed uh, has employed for several films um night train to Munich Another Carol Reed flick, uh, which is also written by the same people who wrote Hitchcock's uh, "The Lady Vanishes," and which also takes place on a train.
0: Another one um, I almost picked up. <laughs> uh,
1: like, uh, like anything. Uh, both of those Carol Reed films uh, are kind of much, uh, much needed must buys, I think, for people who are fans of uh, wrong man thrillers or, or, or search thrillers, that kind of stuff. Uh, so, "Odd Man Out" on Blu-ray is what I'll be picking up tomorrow.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. So get the out there yeah. and see these things.
1: And, and if they only have like a DVD or they don't have a have a thing you want in store, it is online as well. Or you can just order it at the store and they'll get it in. It's It'll be within the week. They'll just order whatever you want.
0: And the nice part is, too, is that this isn't like, it's not like just exclusive to the old shit either. Like this is like brand new stuff. Like you said, Odd Man Out just came out.
1: Yeah, it came out back in, in April. April or May, right. I guess. Yeah. But um, like th- the stuff that comes out this month, you can get.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think that's like when I picked up scanners that had like just come out, like maybe two weeks prior. So yeah. you know the new stuff is still there too. So it is it is literally all Criterion box sets, everything. So if you're a big fan of classic films and stuff, do yourself a favor and drop a lot of bread.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Barnes and Noble, do us a favor and uh, give it, give us some money for for plugging you. You're welcome. Or or Criterion, send us discs yeah, just
0: just send us those and we'll review them and all these <laughs> other things. By I'll the way, in
1: depth, I'll do a special new series of of uh, podcasts. Now here's a so well,
0: I, you know, I hate to say this because I because I cause trust me, I thought about this and then I looked and then somebody's doing it and somebody apparently is doing it very well. I haven't I haven't listened criterion to it, mind cast. you. There's a Criterion cast that mm-hmm. does all the shit, but. I don't know if it's any good or not. I ain't listened to it, so I can't. I can't speak for the quality of it, but I know there's somebody out there that does it, and apparently has a lot of episodes under its uh, belt. So, no, good I th- for them.
1: I, I think they're affiliated,
0: actually. Oh, is that right? I think so. I almost doesn't fucking count then. Anyway, anywho, but but
1: you know,
0: all right. Anything you've been watching of uh, notes, sir? Because I don't really yeah. have anything. I'll just I'll just go off the bat and say I watched the most uh, recent so, Seinfeld. So I saw two
1: think. things this week. <laughs> One. Uh, finally, got around to seeing the uh, most recent uh, Woody Allen flick, Magic in the Moonlight. Mm-hmm. Um, this was he. He always alternates. Uh, he's been doing this since the '80s. He does like a like a lighter romantic comedy, and then he'll do a drama. So everybody remembers last year his big drama was the one with Kate Blanchett, right? Um, but his most recent flick is is a lighter comedy uh, called Magic in the Moonlight. Um, has uh, Colin Firth and Emma Stone. It's a Woody Allen comedy. If you like those, you might like this one. It's not one of his best, not one of his worst. So I don't know where I fall on it. It's okay. <laughs> I enjoy watching Woody Allen movies, It's a so movie I that it. I saw. Um, the big thing that I, that I saw this week, uh, which has not been getting a lot of uh, press here, uh, and in fact, I was the only person in the... Uh, one screening that it was booked at our local theater which by the way is at three o'clock in the afternoon which is probably why i was the only person there but um anyway i went to go see uh the movie robot overlords which is an irish uh, british production or northern ireland ireland uh british production uh (laughs) by john wright who's the a few years back he released a pretty well-received low-budget monster movie called Grabbers that came out here in the States. I, I think it's still on Netflix. It's worth a look. Uh, Robot Overlords uh, is pretty straightforward uh, from its title. The, uh, there are uh, robots that have invaded Earth.
0: It's about lawyers.
1: They're, they're uh, st- studying uh, Earth's life forms, particularly human intelligence. And um, there's a like, small kind of revolutionary insurgence that happens uh mostly surrounding a group of kids. Um it plays a little bit like uh, like a Northern Irish uh Red Dawn kind of thing or North British uh Red Dawn.
0: Hmm.
1: Um but uh it's got actually really great low budget uh special effects. Uh Ben Kingsley's in this thing, Gillian Anderson, and uh I think it's worth a worth a look. Um, I haven't checked to see how people uh, received it in the UK I know that it came out there in, in March but uh, I, I enjoyed myself uh, for for a little uh, Sunday afternoon uh, viewing, it was good um, so that's kind of what I watched this week was Magic in the Moonlight and uh, Robot Overlords and uh, see, see Robot Overlords maybe pass on Magic in the Moonlight unless you're uh, an Alan completist like I am for yeah. some reason
0: uh yeah. So that's it. That's what I've been watching. Okay. So no not a ton here, but not a ton there either. But I got a lot of I shoot, I haven't even like finished watching all the criterions that I got from the last time. So like I've got such a <laughs> fucking backlog. Well, it is ridiculous. Anywho, uh
1: <clears throat>
0: I'm going over let's, one of this.
1: Let's you know, let's not drag this out
0: we no can. we've got a we lot of stuff to, to cover so uh let's let's get into it uh, first and foremost everybody let me kind of... there it is all right so first off uh, let's get into our first new release review of this week here's the trailer for Magic Mike XxL.
1: Tonight. We're gonna see if he still got some magic in that mic. Tomorrow, start to the pilgrimage to Myrtle Beach for the convention.
0: Hey, I wish we had known you guys back in our day.
1: Well, I'd say it's still your day, man. <laughs> I mean, if this really is our last ride, what if we make up some new routine? This game is Evolve or die. Mm-hmm. Are you
0: ready to be worshipped? Are you ready to be exalted? What are we? Well like healers or something. Yes, man. Oh yeah.
1: Time is showtime. Are you guys ready?
0: (laughs) The hashtag that they promote in the trailer is hashtag come again. Yes, Yes, that's oh, I never saw that uh, that, <laughs> that that particular trailer. That's funny. Uh, so this is a uh, Magic Mike XXL, our first new release review of this week. Here is the IMDb plotline. As we know, IMDb always correct in 100 percent in everything, and they say and or do. Three years after Mike bowed out of the stripper life at a, at the top of his game, he and the remaining kings of Tampa hit the road to Myrtle Beach to put on one last blowout performance. Myrtle mm-hmm. Beach, South Carolina, baby. You, it like you know, it's like when you see that in uh, Eastbound and they, Down, you're just like fucking Myrtle Beach.
1: Well, they say it in the f- in the film. It is the White Trash Riviera. It's it's not far off from the truth.
0: That's for damn sure. Uh, this is uh written by Reed Car- uh, Carolyn Carolyn Sure, who uh who who wrote the uh, the last Magic Mike film and directed by Gregory Jacobs. Now Gregory Jacobs is not a name that most people are going to recognize, and that's certainly okay. fine. Um, he has not really directed much of anything that most of anybody's seen. Uh, Windchill and Criminal, but nobody's really seen those. But the big Criminal's thing is great by the way. Is it? Yeah,
1: it's what? really fun. It's what? got John C. Riley in it.
0: Nice. Well, I mean, for the longest time, though, he was either the second unit director or assistant director for a ton of Steven Soderbergh films. Magic Mike, the original, was a Steven Soderbergh film. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so he, he's been first assistant director for, for this guy all the way back to, you know, even...
1: King of the Hill, I think. Yeah, I
0: think. Yeah, even mostly King of the... Yeah, just about everything Spielberg's done for the most part. So, uh, you know...
1: He was and, on The Limey, he was on Aaron Brockovich, he was on Traffic, The Ocean's Flicks, Solaris... All and the it's guys the frontal, and right, all everything, like Shea. from the
0: highest of the budget to the lowest of the budget, mm-hmm. all he was, everything since then. Uh, so that's a, that's some definite loyalty here, and of course, you won't notice that unless you're, you know, a a, a Steven Soderbergh nerd. You won't know that the cinematography of this movie is indeed so- Steven Soderbergh. So. Um, but this is, of course, the sequel to Magic Mike from a couple years back, starring Shane Tatum, Joe Manganiello, Matt Bomer, uh, Adam Rodriguez, oh, uh, Kevin Nash, G- Gabriel Iglesias, Andy McDonald, Andy McDowell rather, uh, just a, sh- a shitload of people in this thing. Michael Strahan's in it, Matt Homer's in it, Donald D- Donal Glover. Manginello. Is that how we called him last time? D- Donal. Donal Glover. Donal Don Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, people shit. So, you know, I mean, you know, I saw that white people shit going on. Um, so uh, let's, let's travel. Stephen Boss? <laughs>
1: Michael, Michael Strahan?
0: A, Strahan was like, uh, first of all, that was a big thing, and we'll, we'll talk about it later, but like, Strahan was the first one going where I'm sitting there going, is that fucking Michael Strahan? It <laughs> looks like him. Is that him? <laughs> and it was. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, I was kind of astounded, because I was like, that looks a lot like Michael. What'd
1: he be? movie why would he be in this movie i don't know because he because he's sitting there uh stripping you
0: because he's got a great i i just (laughs) here's the thing that's it even if you are not a giants fan Everybody likes Michael Strahan and that's why like I thought like when he went over to the, you know taking over Regis Philbin's position it was like fucking Regis Philbin was a goddamn staple of television how do you take over for this guy Strahan's just a fucking nice guy even if you hate yeah. the Giants you just look at that guy and you just go he's a very affable just kind of fun guy and you you <clears> like him so I don't know and that's just my take on how Michael Strahan's probably like a fucking a magnanimous you know nice gentleman is my guess Yeah,
1: and he definitely has fans. I mean, when he when his face appears on screen, because the first you you see his body, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because this movie has no problem objectifying male bodies, which is which is uh, actually really nice. Uh, It's what they
0: came for. So
1: yeah, of, of course. Uh, and, uh, and I think they pushed that a little bit, uh, to kind of correct some of the criticism that people had of the first one where they were like in it for this kind of pleasurable experience and ended up getting a, uh, kind of subversive pleasurable experience. Mm. Uh, this, this film kind of gives itself over, but there were people, uh, in the audience when Strahan's face appeared, it was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm here in Atlanta. So like my yeah. audience was significantly, african-american uh in its uh slant and um they fucking loved it man like everybody loved the movie in in the theater i don't know about the one guy that was there with his wife he maybe he didn't give a shit but uh, (laughs) um but you know like everybody else was really enjoying themselves throughout the whole thing um
0: yeah i mean i i listen I, i we've seen a lot of movies this year and you know what this movie had applause breaks in it Oh, yeah. Where people just, ladies, erupted into mad yeah. applause and some hooping and hollering. And this is what was at a 10.50 in the morning show on a Friday.
1: Yeah, it was at the 1 o'clock, I guess. So, But it was still a Friday at 1, right?
0: Yeah. So these, yeah. Are, these are, you know, ladies that are just like, hey, this is the first thing I'm doing on a fucking Friday. I'm going in to see Magic Mike. And that's what mm-hmm. they did. And they were there to have a good fucking time. And let me tell you something, kids. I had a good fucking time, too. Yeah, I did, too. This it
1: was uh, it was like a, I mean, I haven't seen the movie uh, version, but it's kind of like it's like a really good watchable entourage uh, where like like people aren't actually douchebags. Yeah. Uh, You know, like but it's the same feel, right? Like it's a crew. They're hanging out. They're having good times, making money doing douchebag shit. But none of them actually are douchebags. No, it's just which, wh- which is great.
0: That's the biggest thing. And that's and that's something that this movie could have easily evolved into you know, over its time is just dude bros being dude bros. And it's just like, hey, this is this is the ultimate way to get pussy, man. I'm fucking, you know, all this other shit, just ridiculous kind of macho head game horse shit. And it, and it doesn't it's not that at all. The first one was it. And this one certainly was not either.
1: No, uh, you know, there's a, one of the best things I've read on the internet this month period is, uh, by, by my friend, Ann Helen Peterson over on Buzzfeed, which I know some of you out there listening to this are going to be Devin Farachi says you're
0: an asswipe for looking at Buzzfeed, well, Matt. Devin
1: Farachi can kiss my fucking white ass, <laughs> but, uh, but her, like her writing, she's a, so she's a film scholar who like quit because she was going to get more money writing in-depth pieces for Buzzfeed. So that's what she does now. And, um, and so like she she has a very particular uh like set of skills research wise and an understanding of different theories and histories within film and stuff like that uh that come from the academic side of things but she writes in a very accessible way and her fucking essay on magic mike double xl is fucking mind-blowingly good good stuff um i don't know if you read it but i tagged you right uh and she has this great line of, I, she actually compares it to Entourage, right? And she, she's like, so, so like, uh, you know, they're all in both movies. She talks about them having like these convertibles that they're riding in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just fucking love the part where she, she's just like uh, in Entourage, everybody's looking outward, spaced apart, trying to see what their next conquest is going to be. But in Magic Mike, all the guys are like, hunkered down and enjoying each other's company because they don't have to worry about how, how big their dicks are. They all know they're big. Yeah. And that that fucking bit is exactly spot on it, right? Like this is a, a guy's movie in a very particular way. Um th- that actual movies that are marketed to men don't fucking get in any way whatsoever.
0: Yeah. I mean there there is a there there's a large weird Swath of just kind of, and and not, and here's the thing, I'm not even gonna, I'm I'm not gonna, you know, trap this in um in, in the easy way, because a lot of people would say this like, oh, there's a lot of homophobia, but like out there and stuff, I'm not even gonna put it in that context, but there are, you know, a lot of guys who just it's not a comfortable thing. It's it's like you almost feel like, you know, expressing certain feelings would make you seem gay. And it's not that they have any, you know, bent against, you know, no, gay people in any and, way.
1: And and they won't go and watch it just because of perception too. Mm-hmm. Right? Like uh and, and that's a goddamn shame because this movie is one of the best movies I've seen this year. Yeah. Hands down. Uh and I think that uh like guys would do themselves a service to see this movie.
0: Yeah. Because this movie will tell you shit about your fucking lady that you don't fucking know. All right.
1: Well, no, and it'll tell you about like how you should be relating to other guys instead of just being fucking dude, bro, asshole, douchebags.
0: Yeah. These guys are actual friends. They actually, you know, care about each other's feelings. You mm-hmm. know, and there's a great scene with uh, with Chang Tatum and Adam Rodriguez. Uh, they kind of finish up after show and everything. And they go into a hotel room. This is very understated. No one says a word about it, and that's the best part, is that in this hotel room, there is one bed. There is one queen-size bed that, guess what? Both of these cats are going to be sleeping in tonight. And you know what? Not a big deal was made of this at all.
1: Nothing at all. That not a single
0: all. word. One guy lays down the side, the other guy's laying down face forward, and they're just talking about the, you know, the night that had just happened and what was coming up in the future. But you sat there and looked and you was just like, these two dudes are gonna sleep in this in this exact same bed tonight, and there's not gonna be any weird kind of problems that anybody which, is gonna like which, dude, I'm not sleeping in the same bed as you kind of bullshit. Which
1: by the way, happens all the fucking time oh, if like you're traveling time. with people. Yes. Right? Uh, and, like, uh, and, but a lesser and movie would
0: have gone out in, of their way.
1: But in a fucking movie, it's always commented upon. Yeah. Always. Right. It's like one of those rules of Hollywood bullshitting one one where somebody has to make a fucking comment about, Oh, there's only one bed. Or something like that, yeah right? we haven't Every fucking time hadn't seen
0: the hadn't seen the fucking entourage movie, but I wouldn't be shocked if there was a scene where Turtle and Drama were fighting over like I'm not sleeping in a bed with you, you're sleeping on the you're sleeping in the tub, no you're sleeping in the fucking tub, yeah, you know that kind of horse shit would have gone on, and it wasn't done here, and that's and that's again this is another thing to this this movie's credit yeah. um i first of all let's let's talk about this uh great soundtrack overall in this entire movie. Oh yeah, a uh, lot of really good stuff, um, and and you know and here's the thing, I don't care who the fuck you are, there's a good there's some good to get dance choreography in this whole damn thing, the whole thing, and mm-hmm. that's what I mean that's ultimately what it's leading up to, is a giant you know kind of a dancing competition if you will, it's not exactly that but it kind of is, uh, in Myrtle Beach, and so it's their trip along the way they're finding you know they're going up from Florida to to uh, to South Carolina traveling through picking up some people on the way and kind of their adventures along the ride.
1: Yeah. It's it's it, it's a road movie. I was
0: about to say it, it, this right? like, is just like a fucking a road, road mo- movie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um yeah, uh, it's that is the it's the format. It takes Magic Mike and then makes it a road movie and it works. They go from town to town. Uh they're not necessarily dancing all of the time in those towns, but uh, but it is a thing, right? Um
0: but yeah, and, and here's another and here's another good part that that was that was mentioned in your uh, in your friend's piece there is that you know these guys at a point while they're driving up I forget exactly where they were at the particular time but end mm-hmm. up going to a drag show not to shit on people that are there. It's in uh, Jacksonville. Is that ja- Yeah, Jacksonville. I knew it was somewhere in Florida not to shit on anybody not to do anything kind of crazy or whatever not to no. you know and and to like and a group of guys who are all just you know handsome muscle-bound guys say for Gabriel Glacius who I relate to the most in this film because we're the, <laughs> mostly the same body type um but you know they go to this they go to this uh you know this this drag show and you know they're just dudes there they're not and, fighting off anybody they're all sitting at the same table
1: together obviously been to before yeah. right like like when they've gone to this convention they've obviously done this stop before because they know exactly like oh let's go here there's let's that place
0: it. there's that place that we go mm-hmm. but there's never any like and then it's just like well guess what we're gonna get up on stage and dance at this thing because that's what looking at and they all do a great job and it's just kind of this like well this is what we're gonna do now suckers mm-hmm. and it's again this is another thing of of you you'd never see
1: this in an entourage movie
0: <laughs> No. them going there much less yeah, not being be skewed out by it, right?
1: everything yeah there'd be jokes about it it would it would not even be a consideration that this is something that people would just do right like uh I mean you know I've got good friends that I went to school with who do drag for a living and i like I've been to drag shows, and it's not a thing, but you know it's one of those things where oh fucking straight dudes are going to drag show well, let's make a joke out of it in some way
0: oh no, no uh, and, I'm uncomfortable and they just don't Yeah.
1: And, and, and like there's a straight up like drag performance in the film, right? That would not be there in other films.
0: Yeah. You know what? Who I did feel sorry for in that whole thing was the guy that got up on stage first to dance because then it's just like, okay, now, now you're going to be like to be (laughs) followed by like, you know, six professional dancers. I would have just been like, well, well, at least I went first.
1: (laughs) I mean, none of the professional dancers won. So who cares? Well, nobody. Well, no, they, they did. Uh, did somebody win? Yeah, you remember. Did Gabriel was the win? They gave, yeah, well, they
0: gave, they gave him the money. He did have the he did have the uh, the cornucopia hat the like, there, like the shit. little Carmen <laughs> Miranda shit going on. <laughs> he did have that going.
1: Uh, but yeah, no, that, that's who won. Right. So it wasn't it wasn't any of the pros or or any of the queens or anything. It was just him. <laughs>
0: it was a big fat Mexican. <laughs> he wins it all. Oh, um,
1: yeah. That, only well, Gabriel Iglesias. The hat did
0: do it, uh, yeah. So the, the, I don't want to talk too much about the movie because I mean, they're, they're, I mean, it's it's a lot of set pieces that, that are good set pieces, mind you. Um, but oh, yeah, uh, really good. They get up to uh, they get up to Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, place, and uh, she was she had like kind of a former uh, professional relationship with uh, with with Magic Mike there. And uh, they, they, as, so during this trip right out of uh, Jacksonville there, they kind of track crash the uh, the food truck, which is hilarious that they're riding in a food truck and all of these guys can, A, fit in there, and B, sometimes even sleep in the vicinity and also in that thing. is kind of astounding to me. Well, they have to. Well, they have to. And <laughs> some of it's on the beach, so that's I, I, that's acceptable enough. I, I'll take that one. That is like, all right, well, Kevin Nash is sleeping on the beach. Well, you couldn't fit him inside that thing. <laughs> but... um. So they kind of crash off the road at some point, and Gabriel Glaces is in the hospital.
1: Yeah, and, and so um, they need a new MC, and so because, they go because they, Dallas is no longer.
0: there. Yeah, we we had to write Matthew McConaughey out of this because his uh, career got really, really fucking big since that movie. <laughs>
1: well, it was already big, but yeah, it got
0: big. it got it, well. It got sent to the stratosphere after that. You know, you yes. kind of do win an Oscar, and mm-hmm. you know. yeah, uh, but um, so we get Jada Pika Smith to come on and kind of take his place because they need kind of a, a an MC, if you will. At the, uh, at the show in Myrtle Beach, and so she eventually kind of comes aboard and everything. You get to see what she's doing, who's kind of like the lord of this uh, manor where everyone is uh, – where ladies are basically have memberships to come in and just throw money at dudes that are stripping. And yep. it's like I, – I, and there's got to be some place like this that exists, I would imagine, right? Sure. I Why not? I I don't know. I just I I don't know. I don't know enough about the world because it's not what I'm into. But but I I figured there's got to be something somewhere. I don't know. It's an intriguing idea. It it's an intriguing idea. Talk about it. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she goes there. You see Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan doing an amazing job dancing up on this. And and here's the thing. And, damn it again i mean like this article we'll link it up for the show um but there another great thing about this movie that you would not see in any other movies of this ilk is and i noticed this when i watched it is is that the women that are in this movie is every woman all yeah, of them all sizes, skinny all ones fat types, ones beautiful ones homely looking ones black ones white you name it they are in this movie and guess what kids they're all treated the fucking same because at the end of the day that's what they all came there for is this sexy time stuff and Mm -hmm. that's what they got they got there and you hear it a little bit in the trailer there where jada pica smith gets down and she's just like look these ladies you know they want to be worshiped they want to be exalted you know pay them attention and there's points in the thing about how guys just don't pay attention to what ladies are and what they want we get to a point where um they kind of get off on a little beaten path there and end up at uh, Andy McDowell's house, right? Oh yeah, and uh, it's a great scene. We, it's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. So uh, they're sitting there talking about you know these women who've kind of either you know have gone through a divorce or thinking about going through a divorce and like what their kind of lives have gone through and where they feel like they are in their lives and how it's like oh look I'm in my you know I'm in my 40s or close to 50s now or or plus. And, you know, nobody, you know, no nobody wants this. I wish I kind of knew what I did there, what now. And I wish I was kind of more back in my prime and was able to kind of do things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and these guys were there to say, you know, you hear it in the trailer. It's like, mm, maybe your day wasn't up. And, you know, Joe Manganiello's character, who is, you know, just this big, uh, I think, I think his, technical, his name is
1: Big Dick Richie.
0: Yeah, Big Dick Richie in this thing, uh, which is a great fucking alliterative type <laughs> shit. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, he, he's, you know, trying to find the right lady because when you got a dick like a fucking 20 ounce, uh, fucking, you know, Red Bull, (laughs) you know, you got to find the right kind of lady for it. And we'll talk about big dicks later in our next review. Uh, (laughs) but, um, so he, you know, he kind of. He he climbs onto her and everything, and they have a special little relationship here and everything that leads to them kind of getting the convertible and stuff. There's a lot of great stuff that happens in this movie. It's um you know while it does have a lot of the dancing you know kind of scenarios and stuff, there's a strong fucking story in this movie about guys about how they how these particular guys you know who are in this you know business of being you know like strong, sexy kind of you know real fit dudes do, going around and doing what they do. And now at the end of the day, that does come to an end. Yeah. Uh, so it's also kind of like, you know, sort of also at the same time, a moving on story, because this is the last roundup for these guys. The whole gang is not going to do anything anymore. They're all kind of some of them, you know, you got Kevin Nash here, who's like getting long in the tooth and everybody else is just like, well, how much longer can I truly do this? And this is their last go around. And uh, it's I don't know. It's it's a very interesting story. And at the end of the day, I, I was thoroughly pleased to have had watched it.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's. It's such a complex movie for what it is. Uh, I know there are going to be people who are just like, no, this is too over the top or uh, too overtly like giving people what they want. I mm-hmm. guess, um, but you know, it's at the end of the day, it does the same thing differently emotionally that the first film did, mm-hmm. right? which was introduce you into this uh, microcosm. That most of us have no idea about, um, introduce you to actual rounded characters that exist within this uh, lifestyle, and take you on a journey right? uh, through their friendships, through their ups and downs, their personal relationships with uh, each other, as well as people they're dating or sleeping with or whatever. And, uh, it's just, it's really nice. Right. And, and I'm glad that, uh, Soderbergh stayed on board, even if it was mostly in a, uh, uh, producer slash cinematographer slash editor, uh, capacity. Yeah. Uh, because I think that it carries over really well to this film, uh, the sensibility that he brought to the first one and, and, and Jacobs being the director, uh, so familiar with, with his style, um, and yeah. the things that When you're doing stuff for the assess.
0: guys for 20 fucking years, you know yep. what to kind of expect.
1: <laughs> and and so even though, you know, Soderbergh is kind of out of the game, so to speak, at least as far as feature filmmaking is concerned, uh, this was the right move, I think. And uh, it's just a lot of fun, too, man. I was a straight guy. I don't necessarily get anything out of watching, uh, you know sexy dude strip although you know they're obviously attractive men i'm not gonna say that, that that's untrue no they all are you know i i fucking know attractive when i see it mm-hmm. uh, but uh yeah i mean it's just thoroughly fucking entertaining it's a lot of fun the dances the choreography is great that's fun uh first if, of all it, you know oh my it shot God. really well um
0: I, I believe Channing Tatum knows how to defy the laws of gravity. There are so, a couple times in here where that cat moves and it's just like, that took no effort. How does that take no effort for what you just did? How does that take no effort what you just did? That's it,
1: impossible. Well, I mean, you, you spend 20 years of your life uh, or right at, or thereabouts uh, dancing. This much is that's true. It's it yeah.
0: like I mean, the, the choreography, it's, it's fantastically good. And one of the best scenes in this entire thing, and that's saying something coming from a movie that's filled with a ton of great scenes, Mm -hmm. is uh, Joe Manganiello trying to is going into a gas station, and his mission is to make the the horrible, just sad out of her mind, texting because she just hates her fucking job and life cashier girl smile. And it's not a pretty cat; it's not your standard pretty girl cashier kind of thing. It's a lady that you would see in a fucking gas station.
1: No, and that and that scene is one of the best in the movie. It's
0: so awesome. Because yeah. there's nothing said except for the last couple lines, and but it is just, just, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's great, and it's just, it's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. It's so good. high recommendation. Uh, I think from both of us, uh, go yeah. see Magic Mike. Even <laughs> if you're, you know, a straight dude's like, I'm not gonna, never gonna, go fucking see it. Quit being a baby.
1: Yeah. It, uh, this I will say right now is the best movie we watched this week.
0: Yeah. So spoiler alert for the other two, but it's this still- is. This We're is the best this, movie of the this
1: week. This one is the best.
0: And yeah. that's and that's why I decided that we ought to put this thing uh, right up on front street. So because I think I my thought was, hey, we put this kind of towards the end, save the best movie that we did for last, that people would think uh, they, they'd get to that review and they wouldn't fucking listen. Yep. But fucking listen. Thank you for listening to this I, point. Listening. And this is the best movie of the week. Just putting that down for you.
1: One of the best of the year.
0: So far. No doubt. Yep. All right, so with that, let's get into our uh, second new release review of the week. If I can pull up. All right, so here is the uh, trailer for our second new release review of the week. This is uh, The Overnight.
1: If you're uncomfortable, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. Okay.
0: Hello, you new around here? We just um, moved here from Seattle. Well, welcome. Thank you. Wow, Max has really taken a shine to your boy. Tonight is our regular pizza night. We could turn it into a Welcome in the Neighborhood get-together, huh, it could be fun. Want a Whole Foods <laughs> now, any dietary restrictions? I don't think Screw so. Screw it. You guys, I'm so excited, yay! All right. Wow. Oh, wow. Hello? Thank you for having us in your beautiful
1: home. Glad you could be a service. (laughs) Why don't we put the kids to bed upstairs and continue down here? Give me 20 minutes and I will give you parental bliss.
0: What's this? It's a Photography Zone. You know you've got a really great look. Anybody ever tell me that? No. Fabulous actress.
1: Really? that is cool. I mean, I hope you're not going to be disappointed. Fasten
0: your seatbelts.
1: There are things that I do in my bedroom that no one needs to know about. Oh, my God. I think we've reached that point in the evening where we should leave before anything crazy happens.
0: I'm so goddamn Is going on here? You want to go home, honey? No, I want to stay here forever. This is California. Maybe this is what dinner parties are like. All right, everybody, that was the trailer for The Overnight, our second new release review of this week. Uh, here's the IMDb plotline. Alex, Emily, and their son, RJ, are new to Los Angeles. A, a chance meeting at the park introduces them to a mysterious Kurt, Charlotte, and Max. A family, quote-unquote, playdate becomes uh, increasingly interesting as the night goes on. Uh, This is written and directed by Patrick Bryce, who uh, the only thing that I really have heard of him that he did before was Creep last year, Mm -hmm. which a friend of mine kind of did a review on. It says it it was pretty good. Have not yet to see it myself. Uh, This is, of course, starring uh, Adam Scott, Taylor Schilling, Jason Swartzman, Judith Grideres. Wait,
1: what? I don't know how to pronounce her. What are are you pronouncing?
0: uh, Judith Gredesh? Gredesh? I'm, t- I'm not the guy It to has do this. to
1: be Gredesh or something like that. It's French. French-ish. I, don't know. I don't know. I don't do French. I do phonetics because I'm sure.
0: A, B, C, D. All right. Um,
1: anyway.
0: So this movie uh, is another one of our kind of little indie things here that has gotten a bit of the old hype, as it were. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw this written as the sexiest movie to, uh, out of Sundance this year. <laughs>
1: it is maybe that. um it, it's I don't well, know <laughs> what, it, I mean it, you can't give away too much
0: yeah I, I, I think we're gonna I think this is...
1: the pleasure of this is like figuring out where it goes it goes to a kind of weird specific place it is a sex comedy yeah it's uh probably the most explicit movie you're gonna see this year in mainstream cinemas um there's a lot of dick in this movie
0: yeah 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 and,
1: and the poster is hilarious if you've seen the movie beforehand, you're like, What is this poster? Have you you know, poster? I did,
0: you know, I, I like because I had I'd tangentially seen the poster, and now that I look at it, even fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I get it, and yes, that's funny.
1: The poster is great. I, cause, and again, uh, this I'm is not, not spoil that yeah, at all. We're not
0: going to spoil why that's funny. It is one of those you watch the movie, you come out, and you're like, Oh, you clever bitch.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I, I
0: like- didn't, because like until you mentioned that, I was just like, I'm going to look at that poster again. <laughs> it is <laughs> funny
1: sir uh, oh. you know I also <laughs> I had been laughing about that whole foods line <laughs> for <laughs> for like all day uh, all day today all uh, all night last night while I was sitting around the whole foods line that's in the trailer where he's just like you got any dietary restrictions and, man, like, like <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> <And> <laughs> like, it's not a big deal I'm gonna buy shit whatever it's just, it's um, it's just, it's just, it's well, and, and that's uh, the
0: thing is like in, in, in you know, in, in California, there's there's not a surprise that there would probably be those fucking people there yeah. that would, but they're not from there. So <laughs> of course they wouldn't um, have any, you know, it's just like, are you guys gluten intolerant? <laughs>
1: yeah. Can't fucking stand uh, that gluten. So this movie is, uh, is really funny. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it's, I thought it was hilarious. I laughed my ass off during a lot of it. Um, it's very short as well. Like, outside of the credits, I think it's something like 75 or 76 minutes. Right.
0: Now, I will say this, because that is something that, you know, that I saw, like, when I, when I saw the running time in, in my in my MoviePass app, I was just like, ooh, this is short. I'm like, oh, thank God for the MoviePass here, so I'm mm-hmm. not paying full freight for this bad boy, because I did have to go to the Art House Theater to see it, uh, which is normally a little bit more expensive, just because it's a fucking right. Regal, and Regals can be dick sometimes. Uh, but so I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, paying, I was just like, oh, wow, good thing that was, that was there. But, um, yeah, I was just like, oh, this is, it's but, 77 minutes. That seems like it's going to be awful short, but I I tell you what, um, I didn't feel, I didn't feel short shrifted at all.
1: No, no, no. It's, it's a very efficient. It's tight. It's tight act, enough. Tight. Yeah. It's, it's a very calibrated, sure handed kind of film where it's just boom, 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 boom gets you from A to B to Z and. You know, knocks all the jokes out that it needs to do. It does it very efficiently. It doesn't feel bloated. It also doesn't feel undercooked uh, in any way. Right. It's it's kind of just perfect in a in a small indie film kind of way.
0: For for what um, it was for what it was attempting and stuff. You, you're right. It's, it's mm-hmm. just dead on. You didn't feel wanting for like I'm like wow. Well, I wish they would have fleshed this out a little bit more. I wish they could have done this over here where it was an opportunity to do this deal. Or it doesn't feel like yeah. sweet Jesus. They well, could have cut out fifteen minutes of this fucking thing.
1: And and it and it, and
0: a lesser movie would have given you another fifteen minutes that probably oh, wouldn't yeah. have been all that good.
1: And it goes to really really weird places, right? Like there's a there's a scene when when uh, when uh, Jason Schwartzman's uh, wife, uh, his name is Kurt, her name is Charlotte, right? Uh, when Charlotte takes uh, Taylor Schilling out of the house to like get booze even though there's booze everywhere in the house um she like ends up taking her to this uh thai massage parlor mm-hmm. and and just locks her in a room and makes her watch her give give a guy a random guy a handjob and like it's but it's also like shot really well and not in a weird egregious way it's it's a fucking bizarre move for the film to make at that moment. Although it's also kind of perfect that it goes there because uh, I'll say one thing spoilery <laughs> right now, right? Like what ends up happening is this is a machination that is set up to get a uh, kind of a swingers orgy kind of going.
0: Yeah. And right? well, and I'll say this, that you do kind of get that vibe the whole time going on is just like, mm-hmm. there is always kind of a loose feeling of like, what is this? Is this yeah. kind of what they're aiming at here? And you know, and you and you finally, and you do figure out where they're what what this well, couple is Taylor aiming Schilling
1: at. Like starts bringing it up. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's like, "Wait a minute, this is getting fucking weird."
0: Well, to her to her credit, now I, I'm gonna go. On, I'm gonna tell you this. I saw nothing about this movie going in. I the only thing that I did know. Uh, just cause I saw it. Like I knew cause like, um, Jason Schwartzman and Adam Scott were on Conan and I knew that Jason Schwartzman wore a giant fake dick in this movie. Yeah. That's well, cause a, he was on Conan or something. Right? Exactly. Cause of the Conan, he, bit. He and Adam Scott were on Conan. Yeah. And that's, that's about all I really knew from this. I didn't know the plot. I didn't know nothing about it. So I had not seen the trailer. Of which I'm glad I didn't. Now, granted, you guys listening to the trailer, you didn't see anything much. I don't suggest you watch it. Just go see the movie because it is best coming in with fresh eyes and not really knowing a ton about it. Um, And the bare plot is really the most part that what you need to know and where this kind of goes. And you know, these uh, you know these hippie Californians and uh, what they're kind of what they're up to or,
1: or so you're led to believe (laughs) exactly.
0: Well, they're up to something. We don't know what though. And that's the thing. It's just like, because there is kind of an odd thing going the whole time of like, what exactly is, is, is what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, and it's fun to see. And it's, it's a good adventure to see where that goes. Um, I'll, I'll say this. The, again, no spoilers here. Not everybody's going to be pleased where it goes, and I don't know that I was even 100% pleased where it goes because I thought some of it kind of came out of left, uh, seemingly slightly out of left field for me and didn't feel like it, it didn't feel 100% organic to what it was trying to do, and it felt like it was kind of putting on a little bit of something, but it did at least at least the um, the conclusion of what, what happened it brought it up a little bit and kind of, you know, kind of cut a little bit of that off so it wasn't as as weird mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm trying to phrase things as best I can without kind of spoiling some stuff um but it it felt like some of that didn't come out of the most organic of places and seemed like it might have been pushed a little bit for the movie but that's I don't know
1: I mean it's it's got a zaniness to it the, that is not necessarily organic but i think that's fine because the movie is is kind of this weird eccentric no thing.
0: no no see that's fine i'm all for that i just think the 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 almost you know just for the final conclusion not the not the coda uh, on the end of the film but the bit just before that i don't feel like the almost seriousness of that was um i don't i don't feel that they they earned that
1: Oh, I disagree. I think they did. I, I think that ending was wholly earned. Uh, but you know, like I want to get too much into. Yeah, why I just did didn't I, feel. It. I think that people want to. They should discover this movie. Yeah, and uh, so so like, see it right. Like work a, through the paces. Yeah, um, I I did spoil that one thing, but I think like by the point that shows up in the movie, you kind of know something is fucking weird. Yeah, uh, and and that something's going on. So it's not too much of a spoiler. <laughs> But um, for
0: a movie that, you know. But there know, are
1: great visual gags as well. Uh, just puckered throughout. <laughs> um, anyway.
0: I see what you did there. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's that. Uh, so the overnight, uh, I'd say two pretty decent recommendations from us.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely see this. Uh, I d- you know, if you're on a budget, maybe don't. Check it out in the theater. Definitely see it when it comes out uh, for streaming service or, or, you know, like even for rental on iTunes or Redbox or something like, like give the movie a little bit of cash, but you know, if you don't have the 10 bucks and it's only playing at your local art house and you really want to go see something else instead, uh, you know, use your own discretion. But this one was funny. I laughed my ass off throughout the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Quite entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um... So let's get to our final new release review of this week. Uh, Here is the trailer for Terminator Genese... Jamiroquai. I look
1: at each of you, and I see the marks of this long and terrible war. If we die tonight, mankind dies with us. Sheen sent a Terminator back to the time before the war to kill my mother, Sarah Connor. Let me save her. The time you're going back to, she was scared and weak. Take care of her for me, Kyle. John sent me here to save you.
0: From the Terminator that was sent back to kill me. But we already took care
1: of him. We... I've been waiting for you. Everything's changed. We can stop Judgment Day from happening.
0: That was the trailer for Terminator Genesis, our uh, last new release re- uh, review of the week. Uh, here's the IMDb plotline. John Connor sends Cal Reese back into time to protect Sarah Connor, but when he arrives in 1984, nothing is as exp- as he expected it to be. pretty dear. Uh this is uh directed by Alan Taylor who doesn't have a ton of credits that most people would recognize. He did direct Thor the Dark World, but the rest is pretty much kind of television y type sort of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean he's done a lot on there, right? A lot of the HBO stuff. Um yeah. The so West Wing, Lost, that sort of thing. All that kind of good stuff. He's a stuff. good director. I'm not going to lay any of the blame of this movie on his feet.
0: No. not I, He's not solely to blame for this. Now, this is written by... I don't uh, think
1: he's to blame at all. I think it's all the script, and we'll talk about it.
0: Written by Patrick Lucier and uh, Le- Lita Congolig. I don't want to say that wrong. Kunilingus <laughs> No. K- K- Culligridus. K- Culligridus. That sounds Greek. It's Greek. There we go. So, see, see when I figure when I configure a country of origin, I can go. Oh, that's probably how that sounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so, um, this uh, did not open very well at the box office. Do you have the numbers on that by any chance?
1: Um, hold on. I know I, I, do, I know, sprung it on you. Now. I have them right here. Uh, Twenty seven million. Ouch. It opened uh, behind Jurassic World and Inside Out <laughs> in the second and number one spots.
0: One when of those movies has been out for 3 weeks
1: <laughs> uh 4 is it 4 now Jurassic World has been out for 4 Sweet weeks.
0: Christmas mm-hmm. This is of course starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jason Clark, Amelia Amelia uh Clark, no relation. Uh everybody keep, I hear him called uh Jay Courtney. Sorry, your name's Jai. It's J A I. Your name's Jai Courtney. Fuck you. Uh J-K. Is it J? I don't fuck I've you, heard you, I heard J. the people in the slash film cast calling him Jay. Your name's Jai motherfucker. J is J A Y. Go fuck yourself. Uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, Matt Smith is in it for a short bit. Not you, um, as, as Matthew Smith. As know, Matthew, which it, is
1: fucking weird to me.
0: What was is that how he came out? Was it was it was it labeled as that in the thing? Yeah, in
1: the in the at the end, it was Matthew Smith. Huh, it's fucking bizarre. That
0: is weird. Just trying to take Just, your <laughs> take your fucking thunder, eh?
1: I mean, maybe. Hey, man, he can he can remove some of my Google ability. All he wants, sons, to. sons of bees.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Portress, guess what comes up? It's me. <laughs> it's fucking me, me, and me. Um, so let's get into a little bit of this. Uh, first of all, we're gonna talk spoilers. Because yeah, guess what, what, motherfuckers? This movie was spoiled by the goddamn trailer. Now, the trailer yes. that I played right here, if uh who who the fuck put out this? Who distributed this? We gotta lay uh, hands. It's Paramount. Is it Paramount? Because that the Terminator shit changes hands like fucking nobody's business. Um, so well, per-
1: it was Universal or for a while I think, and then it was it was Warner Universal Brothers. for a while.
0: I know Artisan distributed the first Terminator movie when it came out. I think
1: Warner Brothers was Salvation.
0: Fuck me, I don't know. It's there's yeah. so much goddamn garbage with this. It's just like a franchise that has made money in the past and nobody wants it. What the fuck does so, that tell you? So
1: Cameron, by the way, has no input and does not receive money.
0: None at all. He doesn't even get a credit.
1: He he sold the rights. Uh, He gets like a character's credit.
0: He's got to get something for credits or for for characters. So, but
1: he doesn't have the rights to them. They revert back to him in 2019, apparently.
0: Well, well, he'll he'll be still shooting 15 Avatar movies at that point because he thinks that (laughs) that that's what we want.
1: Well, as long as we don't get another goddamn Terminator movie, I think I'm okay.
0: Yeah, I think I'm done with Terminator movies. So, um, but anyways, I mean,
1: unless unless it completely retools something and it's not this shit again. Uh, this not, movie
0: completely John, retools John John Conner, everything Matt. I
1: don't give a fuck about anymore. <laughs> Move on.
0: Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, spoiler alert, they set this up for more films. Um Oh yeah. Which is not good. Mid-credits uh bullshit scene. They they Marvel you. Um, but here's the thing, man. Um, the marketing fucked this thing horribly. Um, now, uh, Jeff Kanata who's on the Slash Film cast, uh, he, he has a big thing about how he just will not go see, he doesn't want to see trailers. He wants to go in as cleanly as possible. And, you know, it's, it's something that I, I applaud as much as I can. It's tough to do, especially. Yeah, because
1: I want to get a good seat.
0: Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I could sit in the front row and never watch a trailer, but my neck would not survive, I don't think.
1: I mean I sit down front but like it's hard to even get those seats sometimes if you're never going to be there for any of the trailer pack.
0: We never talked about this. I'm kind of like if if it's kind of your traditional multiplex and everything, you got your lower seats there and then there's the break. Mm-hmm. I'm usually right behind the break, first row back in the break.
1: I'll do that depending on how far the screen is down.
0: Usually I mean it's it's fairly far back for the most part the theaters that I I, but, I frequent.
1: But but I'll straight up just I don't know, man. Like I like to be right down there, fucking screen right in my face. Uh, I'm usually like second or third row back, depending.
0: Yeah, but it's just no, no thanks. <laughs> but um, so anyways, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about spoilers here. But frankly, there's spoilers that were shown in the trailers. There's sh- spoilers that are shown on the fucking. Poster. Now, it's not the poster that I'm going to put up on the uh, on on the page here for everything, so when you see that from us, note that I didn't fucking spoil anything, but whomever put this fucking picture out spoiled it, uh, so I'm not going to do that. But please note that from here on out, we're going to talk about the spoilers that they let everyone know about in their fucking marketing like a bunch of douchebag dummy dums. Mm-hmm. So
1: here on but, out but even that doesn't ruin the movie because on top of on top of the spoilers that were there to be to ruin everybody's enjoyment of the plot for what it is the movie's also just bad
0: yeah so spoiler alert movie ain't good
1: <laughs> spoiler alert movie is like go see literally anything most else. of anything else no anything i'll say anything uh, I don't
0: know. If Paul Blart is still playing. I guess I Terminator Genesis two times okay, before well, I see that.
1: There are things I like in Terminator Genesis, and we can talk about that. But it's not because they're good. It's because they're fucking fan fiction.
0: Yeah. Okay. So plot of this thing is as best as I can put together. So it's the future. Um,
1: and then it's not.
0: And then uh, so they're like, hey, you know, we gotta. Shakaru we got to send somebody back in time instead of like and, and here's the thing this is going to be um this movie has to deal all with timelines and other shit like that and it's not done entertainingly well
1: or even uh i feel cognizant of how those timelines are functioning in any real sense of reality
0: yeah so, like, so, so Jai Courtney, like, the, well, they go, okay, Skynet came online and yada, 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 at this particular date. They break into wherever the fuck it is they're going. And again, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get into super details because who fucking cares? Clearly, the box office says no one. um So they break into this place or whatever, yada, yada, yada. And they're like, hey, this is where the central something or other is where this is, this is how we send people back in time, essentially. <laughs> and he goes, and uh, so uh what's his nose there Jason Clark who's who's playing uh John Connor which at this point given the amount of time now I don't and you can correct me if I'm wrong cuz I don't know nothing from nothing uh uh-huh. is 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 Eddie Furlong is he like no is he persona non, gr- non grata in Hollywood ha, uh, has he done Furlong? something has he done something wrong that I don't know about that we don't get him in nothing
1: uh I'm pretty sure that people just hate him
0: I mean I don't know nothing about the kids so
1: uh well Go, I don't know why. I, I know that he's had like drug issues well, that yeah. have that have wreaked havoc on, uh, kind of uh, professional stuff. Like, yeah, you
0: know who else has Robert Downey Jr., the highest paid actor well, in Hollywood today. his
1: are <laughs> apparently still ongoing. I do know that. Like okay. he like he's had recent stuff within the like 2010s. Fair enough. Uh, I I vaguely I'm gonna look this up. I vaguely remember some kind of like domestic violence dispute okay uh so i th- I think he's just like he is kind of persona non grata just can't get his shit together um, because
0: I look at this movie we're gonna take it we're gonna take reality, so to speak out of the out of the equation. it'd have been great to see him in this role because the timeline matches up about right. he'd be about the appropriate age for this mm-hmm. I mean, I could see him doing it. And this could be, who knows? You could have fucked this up, uh, film company here. This could have been his train back to, t- back to Wellsville, right? Could have said, hey, look, here's the thing. You're going to get into some shape. You're going to clean yourself the fuck up and you're going to be in this movie and you're going to, you know, this is, this is what's going to get you back on the fucking train here. And, you mm-hmm. know, they could have, I don't know. This, but I'm just, I'm throwing stuff out there because at the end of the day, when you look at it, um, so he he ain't the love child of 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 Khaleesi and uh, you know boring Joe. Yeah, no. that ain't happening. <laughs> he doesn't look like either one of them in the slightest bit. No. Um, I, I honestly I don't know what Edward Furlong looks like today, but he'd have been closer.
1: Uh, he looks like Ed- Edward For- Furlong, uh, just dead. plus 20 years, plus 20 years and a lot of drugs, a lot of
0: drugs later, <laughs> a lot of drugs later. Hey, so, you know, hey, scruffy. his character. Hey, look, the John Connor and this character looked like he was on meth half the time. So <laughs> fucking a, the, the ravages of war. Uh, so he so they decide they're like, hey, we're going to send we're going to send you. B- I, how does this work in the parlance of, of the Terminator series? Because we send him back now. Are we sending him back before the time that we were supposed to send him back? Does is, does this technically happen? Because this technically happens before Terminator. Right. Because we send him back and we see Arnold, uh, you know, old, you know, I say old, but um, Terminator one era. Arnold, CGI Arnold coming up against the He's punks that he did actor, in Terminator right? one. Hmm?
1: Yes, but but apparently that special effect was a uh, like a bodybuilder who had a similar body. Some of it CG face.
0: Some of it, but because because I I saw the guy. They I mean they they built upon him a little
1: bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. But because
0: it because um, Arnold's very very fucking specific. You don't get that Mr. Universe title for nothing. Um, but so he gets sent back to that time just before they meet here. So at that point where does Kyle Reese going back initially stand? Now, does this kind of then negate his original being sent back in part one? I don't know how this fucking timeline works.
1: Well, I, I think what it's supposed to do is like is you're just supposed to think of it as, okay, well, we didn't win this round, so let's uh, fucking uh, edge of tomorrow this shit and just reboot it. And, and so, like, he gets sent back to the same time that John Connor knows, right? That uh, he was sent to the first time, right? Because he is... knows all of this from his mom.
0: Right, Terminator but see... goes back. Here's the thing. So Start,
1: the cycle starts over. Right, but somewhere the line has been fucked up, right? Um, but none of it's ever worked out. It's completely incoherent uh, why there was a Terminator. It turns out there was a Terminator that was sent even further back to when uh, Sarah Connor's uh, Only a Child
0: which is the that, oddliest part? The, which is uh, the oddest part is the that's one of the few things I'm, I'm okay. With. I don't like it, well, I'm but I'm more I'm more okay with that than I am the other stuff.
1: But I just wish. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with it, other than the fact that it takes away some of some of the agency of Sarah Connor a mm-hmm. little bit, right? Like, what's so great about Sarah Connor, the character in the first Terminator film, is that she has to fucking deal with a whole lot of shit. And in this film, it kind of completely removes all of that. And uh, she's like, already this person who's been taken care of and knows all this shit and is is then having to just continue on this mission. Which
0: is a lovely transition from one to two. Terminator one is a fucking horror movie.
1: Yeah. But you but you remove that. it, It changes the character in a way that I have to say, personally, I don't I don't care for. Uh, I I don't think that this Sarah Connor is an interesting character. I don't think that it's a like. I feel like somewhere along the way, the the writers here, uh, losier and and uh, Caligridus, lost sight of what makes those first two films work, mm-hmm. which is something that the other two films never had to play around with because they were post Sarah Connor, right? But but it's that Sarah Connor, the character drives those narratives. Both, yeah. Both one and two. And they're and, and her stories. And that's what and that's what makes the TV show so good, right? So enjoy is that it's centered around Sarah Connor. Um, who is really like the star of, of, of this franchise, and nobody seems to fucking understand that. Right. And it blows my mind because like even if you think about other James Cameron films, that's the logical conclusion you would make. Uh, but everybody wants to keep focusing on this fucking Kyle Reese, John Connor bullshit. It, it's the thing that ruined uh, Salvation, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it, the fact that the the fact that Terminator Three uh, just what it was just John Connor, right? Ugh. They just fucking gets rid of anything that works about these movies and once you change the character of Sarah Connor so fundamentally it just it explodes shit that doesn't need to be changed um it's it negates the reason you cared about the first two films right uh and and it's just, it's mind blowing how wrong they got this movie
0: here's the thing too it's like in this with with the way that her character has progressed and this is just a logic guess here I don't think she'd fuck Kyle Reese.
1: No, in this movie, yeah, in this fucking I, 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 I do no, no. Not at all.
0: I don't think she would.
1: No, because because she's been told this since she was nine fucking years old, right? It removes any sense of fate from the equation. It removes, right? It's just, I don't think it would fucking happen.
0: I mean, right? again, like, yeah, the and, second and she point, shows then, up, you know, and,
1: and if and if that's and if that's the case. Then, uh, you know what? You don't even need the Terminator to kill Sarah Connor or John Connor. It's just fucking done at that point. Do at least resistance then, motherfuckers. You done fucked yourselves on up.
0: Yeah, they, they don't know who to focus on. And when they have something that they could focus on, I mean, like with Salvation, as much as I don't care for him as an actor, Sam Worthington's character was the most interesting thing in Salvation. Yeah. And they don't spend hardly any enough time with him they go, hey, we're going to make this a John Connor story. That should not have been a John Connor story. That should have been the man who's half machine, half robot, and has to learn that he's a fucking robot. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting story. Yeah. John Connor being a crybaby is not an interesting story, even when you have an amazing actor like Christian Bale portraying him. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, you can't win that way. And you take, you know, and Linda Hamilton and, like, I, I loved, like, you know, like I said, it's it's that transformation from this person that is being hunted in, in, in Terminator to this woman who's decided to take her own life to, in her own hands and really become the arbiter of badassdom, right, mm-hmm. that that makes that character fucking interesting that says hey look i i know the i i have seen the future i know what's coming and this is what you have to do to prepare yourself and you know she she's a i mean she's a self-made woman and and she got to where she was because of the experiences that she had and that's what makes it so great about Terminator 2, right? When he mm-hmm. comes into the prison and everything, the fucking look on her face when she sees him, and it's like, and this movie negates all that cool shit. Yeah. It's just yeah. fucking gone.
1: Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's fucking awful. I just, I'm so dis- there, there. Okay, there are things that I like. Let me talk about them. Okay. Okay, I like the shit that's going on with multiple Terminators. I, I You know, there are some definite uh, f- f- fan fiction, fanboy bullshit moments in this that are fun. Right? The battling Arnold's is a fun little scene. It's a little fun. Uh, I mean, it's a if, little if, scene. If right? completely like it's unnecessary. Scene. But yes. yeah, of course it is. But, you know, it's fun. That's straight up fan fiction bullshit. Right? Uh, the t one thousand. I enjoy that. I hated that, that I think the chase scene's fine, but it but it's to it's again like this fan shit of, well, like now we've got we've done the T eight hundred, now we got to bring the T one thousand back, and he has to go after right.
0: One word derivative. It's the most derivative thing. But
1: but, but that's what I mean, right? It's uh. fucking fan fiction. It's like somebody who. Who sat online and goes, hey, man, I really love the Terminator movies. What if I wrote this thing where, like, just all the different iterations of the Terminator were in this one?
0: Gentlemen, gentlemen, gather around, gather around. We have an important meeting to have. Okay, check this out. There's a scene in this new Terminator movie. Now, follow me here. Hmm? Remember, it is going to be like Terminator 2. We have another T-1000, right? Okay, young guy. We got him just like this. Check this out. Follow me here. Asian Robert Patrick, huh? What do you think? Yeah. Good. Good. Same shit as before. All right, break for lunch. Let's go with Spagos.
1: Um so the other thing though about uh this. I mean it wastes the actor that plays T1000, right? Who who people recognize. He's an international star. It's B- it's Byung-hun Lee, right?
0: We say he, international here. Sounds more.
1: He's Korean, right? He was in I Saw the Devil, The Good, the Bad and the Weird. Uh, he was in both of the GI Joe movies, mm-hmm. um, so you know he's he's been around the block. People uh, have uh, seen him, right? He was Maybe not a household
0: name, but you're you. you I think you a lot of people him. would look at him and go, "I think I know that guy from someplace."
1: Yeah, he's a, he's in fucking Hero, uh, all kinds of shit, right? Um, Red Two, he was in. Um, wow, it says here on. Anyway, uh, apparently they made a Rush Hour 4. Uh, what the called, fuck? It's, I don't know what it is. Uh, hmm. It's it's something that's called Rush Hour 4 Face-Off 2, which sounds
0: great. <laughs> I want to watch that.
1: Holy shit, it's got Sean, Com- Sean Puff Daddy Combs in it. I'm he did? He's in it. this? I'm going to find that. He part did part. something outside of... It was, uh... it was a TV movie. I'm going to find that. <laughs> anyway, uh, like... <sighs> Here's you enjoy thing, P. Diddy you May. You say you, <laughs> say you hate those things because they're derivative. You know what I fucking hated the most about any of the Terminator iterations in this film? John fucking Connor. I hated that fucking organic computer bullshit. That it, where it's it's like, yeah, I get it. You guys read the script leak for Age of Ultron and found out what the vision was. And now you've got your own little synthetic... Look,
0: this was just a horseshit way to fucking up the T1000. That's all this was. It was called. What What can we do?
1: Did anyway, right? Because she could do all the same shit,
0: but with other. I don't remember that movie too much.
1: Well, it was. uh, What's her face? She was supposed to be like the breakout uh, like hot new girl in Hollywood, Sonna Loken, Loken, right? Mm-hmm. The TX, I believe it was called. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was the same thing, right? It was like the, the, the endoskeleton of, of the T 800 combined with, uh, like being able to do all kinds of shit, like have, have, uh, like machine gun hands and shit like that, uh, combined with the liquid metal of the T 1000, right mm. and this movie just does that except now it's all like fucking particle effect animation and he's always the terminator and can just grow his skin back I don't fucking know
0: yeah so like matt smith's character plays like he's in it for 2 minutes so if you're a big doctor who fan sorry for you he ain't in it much but no, uh but
1: I, I you know the only way i would be interested in seeing a sequel to this movie is is if it's about that character
0: oh i'd i'd like Almost to see him in something yeah
1: other than that, no interest. Anyway.
0: But continue. just before Jai Courtney's about to go back back to the future, <laughs> and, um, you know, Matt Smith's character grabs him and just, you know, kind of grabs John Connor. Go grab John Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grabs John Connor and just kind of, you know, goes, I ah, didn't think it'd be that easy or some such fucking nonsense. And you know, see his all face get kind of fucky. And then, you know, he comes back and he's and he's like, Hey mom, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ with this. And then you know he's he's electro weirdy fucking guy who's got his he's he's T one thousand squared. And it's boring. Here's the thing. Let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Now as 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 shitty as Terminator three was, you can at least let me ask you, what's your most memorable moment of that movie?
1: Of Terminator Three? Uh huh. Probably the highway chase. Exactly. It's they had good. a giant
0: set piece. Yeah. What was the set piece in this fucking movie? Because I don't I don't remember one. In this one? outside of the shitty little the T-1000 ripoff that we had, outside of that, and that's not even that impressive, well, they mind they you. Did a,
1: they did a highway chase in here that I actually liked, it, uh, but it was very short.
0: Don't even remember it that much. It,
1: it was when they took the school bus, when John Connor uh, like is coming after them in the bunker or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's it. That's the big one.
0: It's made uh, to be a lot bigger in the trailer, but it's so forgettable. I hardly really remember short. it
1: because it, well that's the thing. like at a certain point, like I don't even buy that they defeated John Connor, right? Mm-hmm. At a certain point that that Terminator has become that model is so powerful. how how do you even defeat it? I don't think they could. I don't even buy that they would. but this movie ha- does not have the balls to to like offer that as a as a hypothetical possibility.
0: I just man, I don't know
1: which which makes it boring too right because you just know like well uh, Schwarzenegger is going to show up he's the best thing about the movie he's fucking awesome if if there's a movie to go uh, to if there's a reason to go see this it's because Schwarzenegger is uh, is great if you like him on screen as a presence he brings it but uh, it's a sad fucking day when you can sit there and say that the best thing about your movie is Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a robot.
0: Playing playing the playing the role that Arnold Schwarzenegger was built to play.
1: Yeah. I mean his most iconic role, right? Like w- like he should not be the best thing about this movie because that is a fucking given. Yeah. Right? Like like of course he's going to be great. And and to say but you know Rise of the Machines, I have to say it, the third Terminator film better movie
0: yeah as bad a movie as that is it's better than this one and yeah. same saying i mean something.
1: it still has the same complete misunderstanding of why anyone would give a shit about uh john or sarah connor but at least that one has some good set pieces it doesn't fuck around with timelines in a way that uh is nonsensical and doesn't even make sense um
0: Speaking of nonsensical, I don't understand why James Cameron gives his fucking seal of approval for this thing. It shits on his fucking movies.
1: I think he was pro- he probably has to. I think, I think he might he might want to do something with the franchise after he gets the rights back. And I think the way to the way to kind of do that is just make sure people go to see this one.
0: Swinging a miss, Jamie. Swinging uh, a miss. But,
1: but you know, he, who who knows why he, he he may have actually liked it for all I know. He's the guy that made Avatar. I say, he, did made dire- four more.
0: he did direct Avatar and things everyone's jumping at the bits for more of them.
1: So, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. This movie is a mess. I don't, like I said, I do not blame Alan Taylor uh, for this at all. I think it's competently directed. There's not a poorly chosen shot. There's just, this movie is overwritten. I th- like, uh, it's overwritten. There's too much. And it does a lot of that incorrectly and and poorly and wrong, and uh, it it just doesn't pay off. It's PG thirteen, which is another fucking problem with it. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a big huge miss. I'm not surprised no one went to see it. Yeah, because because once once word hit the street. And people were not showing up anymore,
0: not so much. No. And I, you know, and it's it, look, it's I mean, it's 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 written also by, you know, your boy who did uh, who directed Drive Angry and uh, my hey bad. I, like, I
1: like him. I'm just saying, that this movie is a fucking mess from the script,
0: yeah. So,
1: and and you know, you talk about the marketing, I don't even know how you would market this movie. Other than how they marketed it, because of what's in the like the the it has filmmaker issues. The script is is a mess. It crams too much shit into it. What's the angle here? Well, I guess I got to put Arnold, and I got to put the fucking John Connor, and I got to put the Sarah Connor, and I got to put this shit. And I think it's it's just, just, just like they
0: had a checklist of things. It's like here, here's what you have to pull off. Here's what you have to yeah. so, you know in order to do this, and you went right. by a checklist as opposed to a fucking story. Yeah. And it sucks yeah, yeah. because I mean, like the other writer, I, for, I forgot. This is the gal who did uh, Shutter Island, which I thoroughly enjoyed.
1: Oh yeah, I know that. That's what that's what drives me fucking nuts about it. And that's why I put the blame on them. I know what I know that they know what they can do.
0: So I mean, and,
1: I, th- and they don't. They do don't. you
0: think it may be also a, a, like a committee type thing where the studio is just going, "Look, this is what we got to oh, have. Yeah, we got to yeah. have this here, this, so, this, and that.
1: This film was supposed to go into production earlier than it did. I think it was originally slated for release last year. I know for a long time, um, Megan Ellison's Annapurna Pictures was was attached. Really? Yeah. Well, because it's her. So her brother, uh, fuck, what's his name? David. Sure. No, that's not right. Uh, Anyway, I'm gonna look that up while while I'm talking about this. Um, Anyway, uh, his company Skydance has has a partnership with uh, Paramount. Okay. He's he's produced uh, the past. Uh, he was the production partner on the last mission impossible and on the newest one, they've,
0: they've been all over the place lately. Um, Yeah,
1: and so anyway, uh, he, his, his, uh, production company skydance, uh, got the rights. Uh, she was going to co-produce with Annapurna as like a straight on production company logo even right like completely full on but uh, that company as we've all seen over the past few years has developed a very specific reputation for itself right Yeah. and so I was not at all surprised last year when she backed Annapurna out of the production deal she's still on board as an executive producer because I think that she acquired she like put forth some of the money for her brother to uh, acquire the rights Mm -hmm. uh, or to help him acquire the rights for the film in the the bidding war that was going on because this is a massive fucking bidding War for these rights. Oops. Um, well, you know, um, but uh, you know, I'm not surprised <laughs> that she took the Annapurna logo away. No, because, you, you because can't with
0: the with the reputation that she's she's built lately with that. No, I wouldn't sell you this with that.
1: So yeah, it's David Ellison is the. That's professor. it. Yeah, he, yeah He's yeah. been. I mean, he's done some great shit, right? He was World War Z was him. True Grit was him.
0: Which, by the way, quick so- sojourn because who gives a fuck about this? You see. What- <laughs> I mean, we're done. You see the thing, with fuck. I haven't read the article yet. Haven't had time. I saw it on on just before I saw just some people the talking
1: about it online. The George Romero, fucking George Romero, it's, it's talking shit about fucking I mean, World look, War I Z I I like Romero, uh, even even recent Romero. I'm a big Diary of the Dead fan. Oof. I think uh, I think Land of the Dead's pretty enjoyable, mm. but uh, yeah, Jesus Christ, man. Come on,
0: bro. Don't World be- War
1: Z, as we said on this show, fucking good. It's great big yeah. great film benefited from production delays actually
0: yeah don't be no so, doubt in my mind don't be so jelly there uh, uh, fucking romero just because you haven't uh, made a movie just because you haven't made a movie that's crocked the top 10 in the past 30 years doesn't mean nothing
1: yeah i guess um now
0: he's maybe land of the dead was probably in the top 10 but that's about it
1: anyway but i do have to say so here's the thing uh the rights go back to cameron the, just we can end on on this note right like they <laughs> they are not done with this fucking series I guarantee you this box office will not tank it because uh, Ellison has fucking money behind it.
0: Really?
1: Uh, I mean, look, these guys are the he's the son of uh, Larry Ellison, who who runs Oracle, right? He's a billionaire. So I have no doubt that he will just funnel money. But they're already before this movie ever came out. Uh, they had announced two more films.
0: Yeah. And at the end of this, you know that, hey, there's more shit coming.
1: Yeah. And and there's no way they're not going to do it. This movie will make its money back. I have no doubt internationally, and uh, and once it hits uh, iTunes and shit, and people can pay for it or, uh, at home. Like people will rent it, right? Video on demand, it'll do business. I it may be dead domestically at the box office after next week. We'll we'll wait and see.
0: Foreign markets uh, will probably do halfway decent. That uh, they love him around. They they love him on the other side of the globe for sure. Yeah. His yeah. name alone will will put asses in seats. Mm-hmm. It just fucking does.
1: Yeah, and well, and that's that's where most movies end up making their money back. So I have no doubt that we're gonna get those two movies. I have no doubt in my mind that, the, <sighs> that there will be the two more before Cameron gets rest.
0: Let me just say this: as long as if you guys make Matt Smith just like really awesome baddie, I'll take it. But outside <laughs> of that, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care.
1: Uh. Well,
0: that's it. <laughs> we end with a whimper, and with that, uh, there's some famous quote that I don't know, it talks about how <laughs> the yeah. world ends in a whimper. Or some such nonsense. Sounds like a Warren Ellis thing or something. I don't know. Uh, anywho, man, oh man, does the do the hits keep coming, kids? Uh, because next week. Let me tell you, we got a whole slew of things. Summer is still here, believe it or not. So, next week, uh, we have uh, Minions, which is coming out. This is uh, this thing. I don't know if you've been to the theaters, but my guess is is you've probably seen a Minions trailer since fucking September of last year.
1: Yeah. Didn't we see the first one on like Penguins of Madagascar or some shit?
0: Always. I'm telling you, this thing, I remember because they were doing shit for this during Christmas. Mm hmm. Uh, it was, I don't know when, I don't know when the hell I'm saying it's at least at the very least November when they started plugging this bad boy. If you don't
1: know that there is a Minions movie coming out this next weekend, you have been living under an actual rock.
0: Yeah. Not a
1: metaphorical or allegorical rock, an actual rock. You have not been to see a single movie.
0: Because good Lord, it is. In at
1: least nine to 10 months.
0: Everywhere. Uh, so we got that, and of course, uh, we're also gonna talk about Selfless, which is new Ryan Reynolds, uh, and slash, uh, uh, you know, ben Gandhi Kingsley? flick. No, I like I like thinking it's Gandhi's gonna be the one that's dying, and he comes back as Ryan Reynolds. I think that's he, more fun.
1: He has another. So when I went to see the overnight, Ben Kingsley has another movie coming out called, uh, like uh, Learning to Drive or Driver's Ed or some shit like that. I feel like I've right? seen it. Where he plays a driving instructor who is a Sikh. And yes, so, yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. I saw that trailer. So,
1: yeah, we're, we're going to get Gandhi Ben Kingsley soon, too. And he's uh, coming back. Don't S- worry. South, Southeast Asia, man.
0: Ben Kingsley with his many, many races that he can portray <laughs> uh, in films.
1: Uh, and The Gallows.
0: And The Gallows, which I I didn't go see last. I didn't go. I had a screening for it for last night, but I didn't go because like I like I like I got into the theater of the, the parking lot for the theater and everything. And I got a flashback of the last time that I've been to a public <laughs> slash press screening. Yeah. And number one, you got to wait. Like if you're a regular person, I'm not a, I'm not a don't get fancy, you know, theater, uh, you know, critics screening. I'm not that guy yet. I should be because I, I guarantee you I probably watch and review more films than most people in those fucking stupid ass papers are, and I have better opinions than those people. I'm just gonna say that. That's me. <laughs> um, probably wrong, but that's what I'm gonna say. Anywho, um, so I would have to like wait in line for an hour and a half plus, and then be packed like a fucking sardine in there. I'm like, ah, I'll just I got, I got, I get a little uh, agoraphobic, so I'm like, I'm just gonna go watch it on Friday like I normally do. <laughs> Uh, So I was like, well, no one's going to go see this movie for the most part. So I can at least, you know, have some seats to the left and right of me. I don't feel like I'm, you know. The gallows, you think? I don't think it's going to be. Not on like a Friday Uh, morning at 10 a.m.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Not at all, but it will do. I I think this movie will do really well.
0: I movie. am I am intrigued by the trailer. I, I would say that I mean if it weren't for minions, this people would be have been the
1: responding to the trailer really well. I mean I've seen it a lot as as I'm sure you have. Yeah, for the past was. few months, it's played before a lot of stuff. We even talked about it several several weeks ago, uh, with the with the song on the trailer, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and it's uh, I don't know. Every time I've been in an audience with people, they seem to have liked the trailer you get that kind so, of ha, 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 oh shit
0: sort of yeah. thing going on yeah
1: so i think it'll do really well and and you know we are in the middle of the summer there is a dearth of horror movies and uh horror movies do really well when they're counter programming yeah
0: and counter programming against minions and stuff is not is not a bad move no, I, th- I no, think I, I think Selfless is the one that's really going to suffer, and it doesn't have exactly the highest of ratings right now. So
1: I, I yeah, and I think we discussed this right. That movie is directed by fucking Tarsem Singh.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, it'll be pretty if nothing else. Uh, so those are the uh, three we'll be talking about next week. What other fucking podcast do you listen to that does this? The answer is probably few to none. So uh, join us back here next week for that. Until then, Matt, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, sir?
1: Uh, Well, I'm I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus from being online as much for the next few weeks, but I'll still be sending out a few things on Twitter. So you can follow me there at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. And uh, I will be constantly updating my Tumblr, .tumblr conspiracymediatheory.tumblr.com. So check me out there.
0: Nice. Oh, oh, and we'll talk about something else. uh, I'll talk about that in a second. But, um, of course, uh, follow me at uh, follow the whole show here at the film find on the tweet. And of course hit us up at filmfind.com. There you'll find all the links to like us And review us on iTunes and all that good stuff It's been a while since we had an iTunes review How about you reach on out and do that That'd be uh, pretty nice for us and uh, We'd appreciate yeah. that so much
1: We know that we probably have some new uh, listeners So welcome to the show
0: Yeah, OTC folks, welcome babies, welcome
1: Hopefully you'll stay
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, do that And of course my other podcast, Here Movie Podcast At hearmoviepodcast.com This week we reviewed uh, Chronicle A little uh, nice kind of jump back there just before Josh Trank gets into the uh, the Fantastic Fours as it were uh, next week on that show and uh, I think we're going to probably review it on this show as well uh, we're going to be talking about Superman oh, wait a minute hold on it's called The Death of Superman Lives What Happened and I don't know if there, there could have been a longer title in the history of film uh, but that's it uh, so we're going to be talking about that we're going to have a screener of Who that the name
1: of that movie Fiona Apple <laughs> Fiona Apple <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I'm stealing that for the other show, and I'm not giving you credit. <laughs> God damn
1: it, man! You have so many more listeners that'll think you're clever. <laughs> I'm stealing it. <laughs> I don't
0: care. That's a goddamn good joke. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's just like I do with doing stand up and everything. I always like you see other people and you're like, God, fuck! I wish I would have wrote that joke. I wish I would have wrote that one. And guess what? As far as the HMP crowd's concerned, I did. God d- <laughs>
1: Marty will fucking remember. Marty, you'll remember. Marty, That's... you'll know,
0: motherfucker. I know you're out there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, follow us on that. We're going to be doing that. And, of course, uh, Ant-Man's coming up. I, I don't know about you, dude. I am fucking stoked for Ant-Man. Damn it, I'm I excited.
1: Too. I think it looks really fun.
0: Really, really excited for that. So uh, that is it, everybody. Uh, join us next week when we talk about a shitload of movies. We had an extra long show today, and I think next week's probably going to be extra long, too, because we got, I mean, it's the it's the summer, baby. We got a lot Man, of shit it's we're just talking about. a little about. extra long. It's not too awful, but anyways.
1: 20-ish, 30-ish minutes.
0: got about 35 minutes here on my clock. So yeah. It's not too bad. Anywho, so join us. Talk about us. a lot. Indeed. We, like, we did not pack it with awesomeness. No. So much awesomeness. All right, so that is it, everybody. Join us next week when we talk about all these fun things, and uh, we'll see you then. For Matt Smith, I'm Adam Porches. Take it easy, everybody. Another showdown.
1: Yep. Good old showdown. Let me
0: tell you, that's fucking music right there.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That is, Um, is, I'm glad to see that that made it into the second movie, too. Mm-hmm. Um, And I've just been riding around fucking listening to it on the Apple <laughs> Music. I don't know why. It's just like, I know I've, seen, I've probably seen we've weird been, people.
1: I've uh, been like, Doing uh, metal grinding, doing shit some, uh,
0: to, doing some, doing some, uh, some, some grinding of some sort. Mm. No, nah, it's mostly metal grinding. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, that's that's, uh, and that's the thing, man. That works at a female strip club. That works at a male strip club. Because I, I, now I've never been to a female strip club, but I, well, a, a strip club for ladies mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other people are gonna go, I guess. Uh, but at the uh, the strip club where ladies go, I've seen it. I've seen it used there. So. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's a good one. It's good. The mu- the music in this movie is fucking great.
1: <laughs> I I kind of want to go back and see Magic.
0: Joey Mange fucking dancing to uh fucking Nine Inch Nails.
1: What was or the he- other one in the store that he danced to? What was that again? I forget. In the store? Oh, fuck. Hold on.
0: Pull it up on the thing. I'm going to look this up. Track. It was good, whatever it was.
1: <laughs> Let's see what see what's on the soundtrack. I'll know it if I see, see the name. Mm. Um. Oh, wasn't it? Uh, I wanted that way. Fuck. It was Backstreet Boys, and yeah, he was yeah. talking about them. That's why it made sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was that was great. Mm-hmm. And I love how <laughs> I love their kind of like. Schooling each other on boy bands too, where it's just like, "Look, you don't know what you're talking about. This is the only, t- this is the only group from O Town that counts." Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was fucking exactly great. yes.
1: Uh, no, Backstreet Boys is the only band <laughs> boy band from Florida, from Orlando <laughs> that matters.
0: Fucking, hang on. Uh, I was like, that was that was great, and and what I love too about that scene that was so weird was at the same time. This is all in his headphones. (laughs) She's not even hearing this music. (laughs) So she just looks up and there's this very fit, handsome man just fucking dancing his balls off in a fucking convenience store, eating a bag of Cheetos. And like the most erotic things you've ever seen with a water (laughs) bottle in your entire life. It's so good. I mean, I just, I could not stop laughing. It was so great. And at the same time, it's a sexy fucking
1: ass dance, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, great dance, and it's hilarious at the same time. It's like, that's good. This movie works on so many levels, man. Magic Double XXL is so goddamn good. I, it is a goddamn shame that I will never be able to talk most of the guys I know yeah. into seeing this fucking movie. It's
0: like, no, 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 no. Trust me. Go see this. No, it's, it's fucking that's for chicks. Or that's this, for, and this is no.
1: after those same guys have seen the first Magic Mike on my recommendation and enjoyed it. But they will not see this one. I guarantee it because mm. I can't even sell it as a Steven Soderbergh director, this kind of thing.
0: And and here's the thing. I'm going to say this. And, and, I, and don't get me wrong. I, I like Magic Mike. I like this one even more.
1: Well, it's a more enjoyable.
0: Movie. Well, that is true. That's what there is a, like just a lighter a, just attitude.
1: A, yeah, it's a more enjoyable movie. Yeah. It's lighter. It, it's the fu- it gets right to the fucking point. You're right. right. It's a little
0: bit more of a fun time. That's true. Um, that's probably yeah. why I liked it more because it is more of a. It's a little rompier, if you well, will.
1: The first one's a character study, and this one's a road movie. Yeah, right. It it it, it tweaks the genre that each one fits into like just enough. It's, it's fucking brilliant, man uh god i'd watch i if if they can all be this good i'd watch another dozen of these fucking movies you, you make them every year right after fast and furious comes out <laughs> i don't give a shit just oh a double after,
0: of yeah. f- double f- double f- double showing of fast and furious and fucking yeah, just
1: make, like put, put a fucking fast and magic furious mike triple
0: xl and, and, and starring and, and, gabriel and, and, iglesias as magic mike yeah
1: <laughs> yeah Magic, <laughs> magic, my quadruple XL. At all,
0: man, It's time for the dance. I know that's a little bit the heavier than Gabriel Glace's accent, but I like it. <laughs>
1: I, I got what you were doing. I got where you were. But
0: going. it's good. I would. I'd.
1: I'd watch that movie too. I would. I'm. I'm not exaggerating. I don't like know dozen, why. I would watch a dozen if they were as good as this movie
0: oh 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 okay okay all right it's close it's it's already close to this but hear me out check this Uh a magic mike movie dirty dozen style dirty dozen meets magic mike that's what i want all
1: right yeah i can see that
0: but they have to do it's obviously you got to have dancing in it clearly yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta have dancing. They, you gotta have a boss soundtrack, but they are gotta they like go
1: stri- stripping behind enemy lines to save people. Something like that. Like they're clandestine. I'm liking events? this.
0: I'm liking this more and more. This is good.
1: I'll watch it. I I would watch this in a second. This is how you
0: get. This is how you cross pollinate and get both audiences. It's a get people from behind, you know, enemy lines and everything via sexy dancing and awesome soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I'm for that. One last roundup, and we bring Matthew McConaughey back just because we can. I know Dallas is out. Do- oh, oh, no. It's perfect. It's perfect because we say Dallas is out in where? Dubai? Somewhere like that?
1: It, they, yeah, they took it international. Something like that. He's over. Some shit.
0: Something like that. He's overseas.
1: Mm-hmm. Macau. That's, that's where it was. Something okay, like
0: that. Okay. They've got to go. Oh, God. It's a rescue Dallas mission. He they gets could caught. Just
1: show up and fuck up his show. I'd watch that too.
0: He gets. He either gets caught behind enemy lines. Depends on how the bend that you want to take. He either gets caught behind enemy lines and they gotta like dance his ass out of there, right? Or, you know, I mean, I don't know. I I like the dancing <laughs> out more. I mean, you know, he could go over and they could kind of fuck with his shit and then they finally team up at the end. I mean, uh-huh. that's all well and good. I like I said, I'm for cross pollination. I want to get. I want to get the regular straight dudes in on this. I want to I want to see so it's it's a it's a prisoner behind war escapee film crossed with but we got to have the dancing and all that other shit in there.
1: I think I think we just terminator genesis this shit. Why? Hey. I, th- I think we crammed too much in and lost track of what makes these movies
0: work. Mm, That's what they said about uh Manganiello's character. Boom. Right on. Well, on See that- you next week everybody. <laughs>